Hello. <laughs> Hello. That's very Alan Carr. <laughs> oh, How it's been doing? a bad week. It's not been a good week. <laughs> oh. Well, it's better now. It's better now, but yeah. Um, hello, everyone. Hello, Mark, Digger, Daz, Broadsword, Harry Badger, Pegasus, Marky Mark, Punish One. Hello, Blackbeard, hello. Uh, Landnav Challenge. Hello, hello. I apologize. I am um, on the intro to this episode. I've mentioned that Andy's back as well because I've clearly not read the messages and didn't realize that he's out for his 40th birthday. Yeah, Andy's um, being really, so. really rude and he's out celebrating yeah. his another year of old oldness. So, um, yeah, so we do hope he has a lovely time. I do um, think he's doing a night game tonight. Is he? I think so. Yeah, I think I he's got. Was... The, I, I think he's got his nod on, ah. and he's out with those types of people. Nice. <laughs> Hello, Roscoe. Um, hi, Kenny. Uh, yo, yo, yo. How are you? You obviously we both had a week off last week. How, how yes, are I you? had meetings and things. Lots of an awful lot of work. Um, I'm tired. If I'm honest. <laughs> Really tired. No, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to be back. I did miss it last week. It made me very cross. I wasn't able to be on the show. Um, but I did listen, and I did enjoy it very much. So, yes, all good. Always a pleasure to have the Defiant Boys on. Yeah. So, yes, it was nice. It was nice. Nice to see Andy and Ash flourishing. Yeah, one of our spots. Whilst, uh, whilst, the, uh, whilst the puppet <laughs> master sat back for a week off. <laughs> No, it was good. Yeah, the old spuds in left the old spuds in charge. So yeah, that no, was nice. Yeah. It was nice. But um, yeah, I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back. But it's not got any. It's not got any more chilled and still stupid busy. So there we go. I've taken on yet another challenge for this week as well. But um, we'll mention that in the news if you like. Yeah, that's fine. Would you want to talk about the news now? Should we roll into the Let's, news? Should we do some news? Let's do some news. Let's roll into the news. I News. News. Um, news. So, a couple bits of news uh, from myself. <clears throat> so, the first one I wanted to mention was from Rage. We talked about the Surge, Leatherman Surge, um, not the Surge, the Super Tool 300 Surge. EOD, which is this this lovely thing. Um, talked about that Even Mr. Smith. a couple weeks ago. And he recommended the bit set that Leatherman do. Now, I apologise because I did some... Uh, gave out some erroneous information. So the Leatherman Super Tool 300 EOD, uh, the Super Tool range, doesn't have the bit adapter. Um, however, what they do do, so that, that's the little um, screwdriver head there has a little square head. I don't know if you could just about see. <laughs> Quite square. Um, basically, they <laughs> sell... have a uh, VR uh, headset on then. <laughs> <laughs> they sell a um, removable bit uh, driver. So this little piece that comes out there and that then oh. slots on to the end of the screwdriver oh. like so and then that then turns that into a bit tool um which it also comes with a few bits in the top That's of that pure so you can um on other models they don't you don't need the adapter you can just use the bit set um which is more bits than uh, on this one um but yeah just as a follow-up because i didn't want to uh, give anyone hmm. the wrong impression sorry mike so there what, you go. what part of that the Leatherman tool does that bit adapter fit onto that again? That goes on to the screwdriver. So the screwdriver so that itself, was... you've got a Phillips screwdriver. Yes. On there already, and there's a little kind of block just behind yes. it. You can kind of just make out that flat edge there. So it attaches onto the end of that, and then that then turns that into a. I wonder um, if that would fit on the Leatherman mutt tool. 
because mine's quite possibly Phillips. so there's a number of tools that leatherman make which they don't have the bit driver so they have um the little thin slot basically uh sorry that because that looks very that square slot so does the does the actual tool that's on the multi-tool slide into the square bit or the circular bit i'm guessing the uh it goes the... into the circular bit so, so I wonder the, if that would the sit tools, on my carbon The tools scraper. that Leatherman, the little uh, bits that Leatherman do are actually quite flat, and they're designed yeah. on um, kind of the regular sections on the Leathermans. To they, they have like a little inset thing that so you can just plug yeah, that straight have. into the Leatherman. It That's doesn't it. need the adapter. Uh, I really should not be dressed in black with a black background and black things. I'm trying to show you. Um, it's very ninja. But yeah, so that that basically slots into the driver. Set oh, I might have a little look at that then, because I could do with that. And have you, you tried go. those adapters for your rifles and stuff? Were they will a multitude? Will a multitude of them fit like the parts on your rifles to take it apart on things and bits of? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got a um, an Allen <clears> key <throat> set I bring anyway. Um, the 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 purpose of this Leatherman is not necessarily just to take everything apart. This this was just a Leatherman I got I got given. Um, I have another one that I have more tools, probably more usable for what I actually need. Um, so I have that in conjunction with a Halfords Allen key set that's got all the Allen keys on it as well. Mm. Um, I've never really needed like a Torx key or the security keys or anything like that, like outside of Airsoft. Okay, um, fair enough. No, it's just nice you, if you've got such a compact kit with if that's all you yeah. pretty much you needed for. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, that's that's got, I mean, that's got a couple flathead drivers in there, it's got. Uh, some random square ones. I don't know exactly what they all do, to be honest with you. Um, some of them look like Allen keys. I think they're kind of the flat version of an Allen key. It just looks like a little bit rectangular piece of metal. I haven't had a chance to play around with it, but I'd imagine that that would probably work in an Allen key socket um, based right. on its shape. So, okay. Yeah. Like it, like it, like it. So there we go. Um, will the top not have a segment in the show soon? <laughs> I don't know how there you go. You see it? I can't see if we, if you can see. There you go. It's not a top knot. It's a fucking ponytail of tossers. God damn it! At what point does a top knot transition to a ponytail? Because I always well, find it's not tied in a bloody knot, knot Mike. Look, it's no. It's look. <laughs> ah, it's not a top knot. Not top knot. <laughs> I've already sworn at him. Anyhow, I'm not talking to him again, ever. Um. Do you have some news? Did you want to mention? Uh, yeah, no purchases as such, but I did have some news um, which was brought to, bar, to our attention by uh, one of our spuds. <clears throat> and it's regarding a site called South Hearts Airsoft. Um, and they are starting, which I think is really, really cool and considerate to their sort of client base if they do have a lot of uh, shift workers there, is the Shift Workers Club. Uh, we want to start a midweek club for all those that struggle getting to games regularly due to work commitments like those in the blue light services on shifts. Um, is this something you guys uh, would be interested in? If so, PM us, PM us, and we will get it, get it going. We want all players to be able to get to game time um, when it suits them. So I think that's a really, really cool idea by a site that's hmm. thinking of their client base and you know considering people that can't get to Sunday days because they're doing twelve on four off or whatever it might be, or ridiculous times for the if you're paramedic or police, fire service, whatever it is you might be doing, search and rescue. So the fact that they're considering that group of people. You know, emergency services people who are airsofters to be able to get to events and stuff or or weekend games, and they're going to actually put something on specifically for them to be able to attend something. Just wanted a, a big shout out to um, is it South Hearts Airsoft. 
fair play mm. to you. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it is Human a bit spirit random. Spirit at its finest, that's what I think. Like, country-wise, we've just decided Airsoft is a Sunday event. Like, I don't know why yeah. that has really arisen, to be honest really with you. Really early on Sunday as well. Yeah. Ugh, it's horrible. Because, I mean, Saturday thing. would definitely be better, I would have thought. But Because, I mean, a lot of... I don't play I suppose Sunday if is the less busier of the weekend Saturday, days. don't they? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have a lot more plans on a Saturday day and evening than I do on a Sunday. Sunday's always like the lazy day, and it, you know. Yeah, it's a lazy day that we all choose to then run around the woods and get Let's run around the woods, but then you come <laughs> back for it. Then you, but then you get home for Sunday roast, don't you? Like a like just loads of beef yeah. or chicken, which is good. We like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if necessarily people have picked Sunday as their airsoft day so they can have a roast afterwards. I don't know if that was the uh, deciding factor. It might be. Who knows? <laughs> well, that's where I thought roasting had come from, purely from airsoft Sundays. Yeah. Prior to that, it was nothing. It's just toast. Yeah. <laughs> and soup. Evening soup. Um, another bit of news that we had. Uh, so our fundraiser that we did uh, back at the what end of last year, 2023, uh, which was the NoFo 24-hour show, we are still getting donations in, and we are now um, at £1,730, um, which is 86% of the two grand target that we set ourselves um, the two grand target in itself was hugely aspirational. Um, mm-hmm. We did achieve the original one grand target quite quickly into doing the 24-hour show, which surprised us because we've never raised that much money before. Um, no, so we thought we'd, you know, double it. And and it seems weird that we're now sort of getting up into the upper echelons of that as well. So mm. um, thank you to those that are still donating. Um, the person who recently donated was Daniel Oxlade, and he said, you're making a, a difference, guys. So... Thank you very much for that. Really appreciated. Um, much appreciated, guys. For whatever Thank you. reason, you do want to still donate. Um, the link is still open. I think it runs up until November next year or this year. Sorry, uh, it runs for sort of twenty-four. I don't know what I'm talking about. It runs for twelve months after the twenty-four hour show, which was November. Um, so, if you're interesting, then go and have a look. Absolutely. Yes. Keep it coming in. Uh, Rage is late. Rage, I did a whole spiel just so you know on the Leatherman bit set. You missed that. Um, you also missed a bit about the blue light um, shift workers yeah. uh, special events. Everyone there. stop the show. We've got to catch Rage up on what we're talking about. <laughs> the Divas here. Give them a Snickers. Come on. Um, and, well, the next bit of news I've got is calling all strategic operatives. <laughs> There's been another one. So do you remember a few months back when there was a post in a certain airsoft uh, community forum regarding recruitment of um, potential PMC operators to be trained to a high standard um, and deployed across the globe in various conflict zones and things like that? Well, that was was obviously a load of old bollocks. Um, I believe Ed applied um, with a very witty CV or something yeah. like that. Yes, yeah, so it was very good. But another one's cropped up and it's been spotted. It has been deleted by the site, so I won't mention the site or the person who posted it, but it says, looking for strategic operatives, the special missions detachment, looking for individuals that are searching for a tight-knit brotherhood, culture rooted in values of integrity, sound, judgment, precision, humility, and trust. Gives us the credibility and capability to answer the call. It does, you know. It absolutely does. As an operative, you will be part of a strategic level operations. The Special Missions Detachment is an invitation-only assignment that is not available to everyone. So, you know, 
It's a very niche group here we're dealing with people. So brace yourselves. Requirements. At least 21 years old. Conditional waiver to be signed. Maturity is a must. Oh, it's disappointing. <laughs> Military experience is that's preferred. Most of us done then. <laughs> that's it, yeah. Right. So that's, uh, that's, that's probably why. To be fair, as soon as they read that, that's probably why that post got deleted. <laughs> <laughs> Military experience preferred, but it's not required. Right. Well, that's great. Um, Must be emotionally stable. Again, losing on that one. Um, available and willing to train. Must not be committed to another team organisation. Positive personality that will help the airsoft community grow. The mic's fucked then. Absolutely, we're all. I think we all are, mate. That's, 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 I think that's a communal. We're all fucked. So yeah. So just I mean, brace yourselves, guys. Strategic operatives are going to be operating strategically in your area of operation <laughs> soon. Strategically. 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 <laughs> I mean, don't warned. get me wrong. I think it's. I think. Can you do a warning sign, Mike? Sound. Oh, we can. We can. Hang on. <laughs> Strategic operatives. One. <laughs> um, I mean, there we go. don't get me wrong. There, I, I, I can see groups wanting to set themselves up on the basis of, you know, we maybe we don't enjoy skirmishing. We want to do something a bit different. I mean, that's how a lot of these, um, say like sort of super tactical groups. But there's a lot of quite proficient milsim groups out there who do a lot of training they do a lot of stuff i mean you know Completely sterling obviously that. have selection and stuff like that for mm -hmm. their teams and i, and I get it and it's a way choice. to start is to kind of advertise out and say look we want to set this group up we want to build this etc etc but yeah, i do but feel the, that there's a line that you kind of can cross the wording quickly. yeah it's, yeah it's the wording I mean, until if you read <laughs> Charlie, that, it's, it's not, it's like not until you... <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Gaines in the house, man. Nice to hear from you, bud. Yeah. Um, so it's not until you get to the bottom of that advert or advertisement that it actually says to make the airsoft community better. So prior to that, you know, you could actually take that as a genuine call to arms for, for any sort of fanatical group of people can you really let's be yeah. honest yeah. currently fortifying an old hut in the middle of the woods somewhere and it's just like oh dear <laughs> glad i've not got to deal with them yeah. glad there's authorities mm -hmm. that deal with people like that but I mean, yeah it's, say, just, it's, it's just a bit much. it's fine i, I get it i, I love people it. teams training yeah. and i love all the tactical shit it's brilliant but that's fucking I think scary. It gets to a point where you're like, because there was there was that Emilsim team that gave them they had medals and stuff like that. I've seen, mm. um, and then yeah, they didn't had, go down like, very well either. Oh, I can't remember who the name of the team was now, but I know they had like a whole website and they're like the team members that like, you could <clears> on their own individual profiles and you could look up the medals that they earned at various events and stuff like that. And you're like, uh, it's kind of just, you know, you, you've kind of got this line, this very fine line between being a nut job. <laughs> Yeah. And then, and then, loony kind of not if that makes sense. Like, mm. Mm. so, it's but yeah, so that advert, that advert's for airsoft team, but there were pre there was a previous one that we talked about a while ago now, which, which was, was actually someone PMC genuinely courses. looking for um, PMC oper operators, operators. Yeah. Fuck yeah! So just be warned, they are out there. They yeah. will just creep up on you because they're tactical as fuck. Rage is just shouting what in the chat. So yes, there was a Milsim team that gave their team members medals. And there were medals as well, I believe. And I'll, I'll see if I can dig this out, but there were medals for things like um, 
like the most deaths almost like they had like a purple heart for events mm. um and mm. they had like you know most courageous and brave and i mean like surely that. they must have realized that you know you know when you're having like a row with someone then you say something you wish you hadn't said and you think oh fuck i shouldn't have said that i'm sure they must have had one of their moments when they when they started doing it and then they thought i really shouldn't be doing this should we well i'm pretty certain as well it was a uh, an american team Medal for wearing deodorant and that is that should be given to, not... to gilly snipers <laughs> <laughs> absolutely there should be a badge for that <laughs> i'm a sniper and i wear deodorant that's what you should say <laughs> my gilly suit doesn't though <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, good um, it's all good fun each you know yeah. if that's what floats your boat then you know Rage is very good. Oh, uh, I know you are, mate. Bit. I know. <laughs> another little bit of news. Um, we have now finally updated our kit list. Uh, this is the Look Mark II kit list. Um, <laughs> we have made it so that it makes more sense now. Um, mm. We've rearranged some of the categories. We've combined them down so we no longer have a hot weather and cold weather. We just have a basic clothing set up. Uh, we've got high risk of wet weather. <laughs> We've got the various shelter systems of the sleep system, um, personal accessories. We've added two little slots in there so people can add their own stuff in there as well. You know what's um, definitely going in there, don't you? Condoms. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say butt plug, you know, right, okay. fleshlight maybe. <laughs> Someone's going to do it. Well, I did I did laugh um, at Charlie's comment then. Just, I'm, let me just quickly touch on that. <laughs> Give medals to airsoft players. Most airsoft players need access to women in a social life. <laughs> Yeah, all right. I'll see if I can dig it out because <laughs> I know they, they had quite an active website at one point. So uh, I'll see if I can find it. But yeah. um, we've also got a custom category in here as well. So if there's anything that you regularly take to events, we've got little six slots there to um, customize this as well. So the way that this works is ideally you can either print one out all the time if you really want to, but our preference is to, if you can print this out and laminate this, you can then actually use a Sharpie um, mm. to fill it in. So you can obviously write on the lamination. And then if you've got any alcohol wipes or anything like that, a little bit of alcohol on that, we'll take that Sharpie right off, cleans it right back to the, the laminate again. Uh, and then you can use this time and time again. Yeah. So or you could be fine. uber tactical. A little, like I say, if you're going to apply to join the tactical operator of tactical strategic unit of detachments of operators, strategicness. Of strategic then, operations in the strategic strategic operations area. in the operational area of your strategicness. You would, <laughs> what you could do <laughs> is print off the, uh, the kit list and then have a piece of clear laminate over the top which isn't stuck down to it check mark your kit list and then remove the laminate so if you are captured they have nothing yes to of course on. it's They'd just a blank sheet of, it's just a blank <laughs> kit list man you don't know what i've got yes we do because we've got your laminates in your other pocket we just put it over the top oh <laughs> fucking box <laughs> yeah all right this this is available on our Intel section of the website under our downloads. There's a little, um, when you go onto the Intel section, there's a downloads box that pops up from like a Dropbox link. Mm. Um, this little box on there, it's on there is typical kit list uh, 2.0. This is the 2.0 kit list. Uh, if anyone has any problems with this kit list, let us know and I'll change it. <laughs> um, but for okay. speak now, forever hold your peace. So hopefully <laughs> uh, this is now more usable. And uh, there you go. Remember Wonderful. to pack common sense, but leave your stupid questions at home. <laughs> there is never a stupid question, sir. There's only stupid answers. I was told that once by a mortgage advisor. I went in to see him about getting a mortgage, and he said, um, 
there's no stupid questions. And the first question I asked, he went, oh, it turns out there are stupid questions. <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks. I nice stand one. corrected, sir. <laughs> you may leave. There's nothing for you here. <laughs> um, he just looks up at the page. I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> no mortgage for you. Yeah, yeah. Just hits you. Um, we are also currently working on our jewels and FPS uh, calculator sheet that will be uploaded probably by Friday um, Ooh, I'll need just finalising that. that at the moment so that will be on there uh, yeah. if you want any other little guides or documents as well give us a shout because um, it's something that we can put together so yeah. I know that there was one that we were asked Sex to ed. do we could do like the Ladybird books, the Nofo's Guide to Sex, Nofo's Guide to Meeting Women. If no I had a lot more money, I right would generally be willing to make the lady like get pay someone to like properly draw out a Nofo Ladybird book. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we going to do one for your mum as a surprise? The Ladybird's Guide to Imprisoning Old People or something? Or... No, it was the uh, sweatshop, <laughs> pensioner sweatshop. <laughs> Ladybird's book of how to run a sweatshop for pensioners. <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, good stuff. <laughs> uh, I oh, I've got it written here. Hang on, Mike. You got it written Ma- down there. Mother Fraser, and the- Mother Fraser and the Sweatshop, a Ladybird book. <laughs> it's at the top. <laughs> yeah, James C makes a point. I could use AI and ask it to do the art. Maybe I'll do that. That might be quite entertaining. Yes. I'll see what I can some do. Books up. Yeah. So, suggest some November Foxtrot. We can't say ladybird book. Fox boy. Bird lady books. No, don't call them bird lady books. Boy fox books. Boy yeah. fox. Boy Man fox. fox. Man fox. Man fox. Yeah. yeah. The November fox trot Man fox book of how to choose the correct string. Yes, yeah. I did. So I did one a long time ago for Airsoft Nation on um, how to sell an airsoft rifle. <laughs> All right, um, piss off. Oh wow, you're still on the news. <laughs> Are we, have um, we done in the news? Uh, well, kind of done. I've got one more item in oh, news I was going to briefly okay. talk about. Do that in a minute. Um, which, I'll be honest with you, I've completely forgotten for the life of what it was now. Oh, yes, the buy me a coffee. Uh, buy me a coffee. We've had some problems with buy me a coffee. Um, we have now rectified that. That is now fixed. Um, unfortunately, the buy me a coffee has kicked off some of the people that have subscribed. Um, I think when it was a an, like an annual subscription that you did, Rather than automatically renew that, it's just booted you off. Um, I will try and contact everyone. I don't want to chase people if they've left purposely. Um, but if you're listening to this now, oh, I'll chase them, hound them, bring them back. No, I'm not going to hound them. I'm not going to hound people for money. But if um, if you are listening to this and you're aware that you've been Get booted busted. off of uh, the buy me a coffee, that's why um, it should now be working. And it might just be a case of just renewing that um, if you would like to. Um, if you would like to, so yeah. So, end of the month. Um, mother, uh, land nav challenge. I mean, should we just? Well, I think that's pretty much the end of the news. So should we just roll into the Q and A? Because let's. Cool. Uh, pew 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 pew. I was looking for the button then to turn off your background. I was like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I'm in the woods. I tried to match up with yeah. you a little bit because you're quite, you know. Yeah, I've just gone with a black multicam camnet and a, a fancy red light. It's beautiful. Thank you. Um, right, we're doing a Q and A tonight, so just throw your questions in the chat. Put a little Q at the beginning, Hello. and then we can 
identify those and talk about them. I think it would mm-hmm. be We've already got some lined up that we've had sent to us before, uh, which I think, Lance, you've been collating. Um, Have I? Yes. I thought you had. I thought you'd had them come in on the... um, Hang on, hang on. on... I might have saved them on my notes. No, that's fine. There's a couple already in the chat. Um, So Charlie says, first one, question, where is your event being held? So we have two events currently planned. Uh, the first one is at the end of March, and tickets are currently being sold for those under Empire's website, uh, which is empiresoft.co.uk forward slash operation dash or hyphen phoenix. Um, the event is near Lingfield. Uh, it's a private site. It's not a publicly accessible airsoft site. Um, so the exact location will be sent to you once you've booked on. hope that makes sense. Yes. Uh, the second event that we're doing is uh, hopefully touch base beginning of August. Um, this will be our second run at Intro to Milsim. Um, <clears throat> we're currently still awaiting for this confirmation on the dates, um, but we've got some interesting areas um, of things that we're doing. I don't want to go into it too much, but if you came to the first Intro to Milsim, we have stepped up our game from the first one to the second one. So the second one should be, in our minds, even better than the first one. Mm. In the words of Gandalf, prepare yourself. Yes. <laughs> That's all I'm saying on that one. <laughs> um, Rich and Rage apparently both want to ask, has Lance been watching Shogun on Disney? Is that why he hasn't sorted out his hair yet? Just shut up. I'm not telling. None of your business, what I watch. Are you fucking television police? <laughs> no, I haven't actually, mate, uh, but it does look good. And I like Matey in it because he's in the new um he was in the new Mortal Kombat. He's badass, man. He played wasn't Raiden. Scorpion. The guy in Shogun now was Scorpion in the new Mortal Kombat, which I thought was actually really good. I did like the new Mortal Kombat. But then I quite like the old ones that were really shit according to the rest of the world, but I liked them. Because <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat. More for the song, actually. But there we go. I haven't watched it, so I don't know what everyone's referring oh, to. God. I apologise. <laughs> um, I'll let you off. That's fine. Charlie says, Falkham area for the first event. No. Um, it's about 10, 15 minutes from Lingfield Racecourse, Charlie, uh, as a base of operations for you, mate. We can't give out the address, mate. Like I said, it is a private location. So, um, yeah, can't say any more than that, bud. But it's within a 15-minute drive of Lingfield Racecourse. Junction 6, M25, you know, just off of there, about 20 minutes, it's in that area. So, if you need to plan your journey, sir. If you have been before... It's not far from you, anyhow, Charlie. What are you asking for? Just look on. Stop being a pussy old. And if you have been before, please please be aware that the uh, location that you will have attended before may not be the location that you're arriving at because we're Good separating point, the factions. Sir. Um, so don't please just go into autopilot and turn up to where you think you're arriving to. Uh, all As, the, like most address, all do. the address locations, yeah, when they turn up to well, the gates of an event, uh, <laughs> and it's when you leave the um, site, you turn back into a normal person, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just please be aware of the uh, joining instructions for that, they should all be clear. Um, mm. if they're not, ask and they, you'll be told. Um, there was a question. I'm just going to go back a little bit because there was a question I wanted to cover. Uh, 
Land Nav Challenge is not afraid of making any more bandages. So we have another 20. We're on batch two. We have another 20 being made. Um, I know there's been a bit of love in the emails and website chat and stuff for bandages. They're wicked. Um, they I have to apologise. I haven't. Wicked. I haven't come back to a few people because I didn't know exactly when we were going to be making them. These should be on sale, and we're planning to have these on sale at Shift to Riffs. So we will have another 20. I've already got one spare um, that someone had asked me for, so I've got that one pinned down at the moment. And I apologise, I've forgotten who it was that wanted it. So if you can remind me, uh, I'm now going to get three or four different people going, yeah, I, I was the one that asked I you. would like an additional um, one because I've only got one. I would like two. So we, can we, we call? Have can we have um? Could we have labels made up? And can it be called the Jackamo dressing? Please, can she I make, can make labels? you a label if you'd like to? Can can I? Can me? I would like it to say the Jackamo dressing across it if that can be okay. done. Okay, let me make because we did speak okay. about that. You text a, me afterwards. A large text me dressing. Afterwards, I'll add it to my to-do list. Should be a Jackamo dressing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> If 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 people aren't going to be at Shifter Riffs, um, we we can post them to you. Um, you you will have to pay postage and packing on top of that, uh, which depends on where you are. So if you live in Australia or the Antarctic mm. or anything like that, then Let's I'll have just to say work a ballpark it out. fifty quid postage. And then it <laughs> can go, then go anywhere. <laughs> Fine. Um, they are ten pounds each. If anyone's interested. Um, so we will have them at Shifter Rift. So if you're going to be there, uh, we will have them on the table there. Um, and it will become first served, first come, first served, because um, we have 20. But if you talk to me nicely, um, Patrick, then I'll sort you out. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll pull to a side for you. Um, Operator Broadsword, will Lance be working the grill at any of these events? And if so, will he have to wear a hairnet because of his beard is not... <laughs> Sorry, the people that put these things at the end of the chat question, I, I don't read the whole thing. I read like the first bit. I'm like, oh, question, cool. That seems like a logical I will answer question. question until it gets to the end it's, it's, it's just it's, abuse. I think, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I think that's a just question. Um, I've not really thought about it, mate, if I'm honest. Um, I don't know if I will be operating a grill at the uh, intro to Milson, the ITM. Oh, actually, me and Andy thought of a great name last night, um, and I can't remember it. But he wrote it down, so we'll tell you in due course, Mike. But okay, I think cool. you'll like it. It's very, very good. Hang on, I think, I think hang on, it's coming to me. No, it's not. Um, yeah, so I was thinking regarding health and safety. This is how the organisation of our show works, by the way. It's just and we come up with ideas hu- and forget about them. <laughs> food hygiene. I was thinking about getting a stocking and then just pulling it over my entire head and then just cutting a hole in the middle of it so I've got stocking can, you know, holding that back and then stocking covering that bit, but then I can still sort of see either that or like a balaclava, either that or a, like a nun's habit because they come up quite high. I could wear a habit, couldn't I? Just an idea, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say no, but at the same no. time, I don't want to say yes. So. It's all options, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Operator broadsword probably best to leave it with John to be safe. <laughs> yeah, there's always that. I could just stand back and sort of supervise yeah. and point at things for him, or pass him sauces and condiments. <laughs> I'd be good at that. Ah, uh, Anthony, great, nice one. I I have I have got one for you saved. Then um, that's not a problem. It's still there. It's all ready to go. So I'll chat to you after the show. Um, Aha, there we go, sir. There we go. Wonderful. Um, 
Rich, where's Andy? And have you given him a lot off as he had to wrangle to find whilst you had your romantic night off? No, if you were at the beginning of the show, Andy is having birthday celebrations tonight. Mm. All these people joining late, asking us silly questions. See, see, <laughs> thinking that we we don't care. We care. We care. <laughs> Just that you're late and you don't care that we care. And we've shown that we care at the start of the show. So there. Um, <laughs> so that was that one. Uh, Ray says, will there be whiskey instead of gin at the intro to Milsom event and will we be up mm. all night again? Um, I'm going to have to check on the whole alcohol consumption thing at the potential location we are potentially being strategic operators at. Um, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Rage. So wait out, mate. Not sure what the standings are on that one. Oh, no, it should be fine because at thingy, Mike, there was a tent opposite which sold beverages. I think alcohol is okay. We we do need to obviously make it clear that we're. I mean, I'll, this will be confirmed when we actually do the the bookings, and everything like that. And we do need to make it clear that we don't want anyone to have alcohol during the yeah, event. This is that makes purely so after while we're doing all the tools airsoft have been, yeah, element. Once tools have been downed and made safe, and everything's packed away, and it's a social time, then yeah, have at it to a degree. But yeah, whiskey sounds good, mate. Not that I'm going to be there. I'll have to have one for you in the Isle of Wight. So, unfortunately, I am on Holly Bobs. Not for the intro to Milsim, you're not. No, I'm not. Though no, I'm thinking of. Oh, right, that's a big giveaway. Shift your riffs, you're not there. Don't, don't, don't start panicking me that you're not, you're not <laughs> attending the event. Yeah, sorry <laughs> about that. I'll be, I'll be the eye in the sky. <laughs> Just mild panic. Um, <laughs> right, we had a question before before the show um, from Odin eighty five. Question for tomorrow's Q and A. How do you feel? How, how do you deal with or accommodate troublesome squad members? that have been attached to you at an event, especially when they moan about every team role and decision, but don't make any effort to talk to the rest of the team to sort it out or tell us what they want to do. I think we have talked about this briefly before, um, mm. but I'll let you, I'll let you go first, Lance, because I know you've got a lot more experience running TL. How would I deal with someone who basically, what is basically just sort of poo-pooing everything we're going to be doing as a team and not wanting to yeah, basically I would get involved? Say, I would say sort of causing general friction between the interest of what the team is meant to be doing and what they want well, to do. If that was, from my point of view, as a, if I was the team leader of that section or whatever you want to call it, I'll take them to one side, have a quiet word and just say, look, you know, you need to wind your neck in a bit because you're not only pissing me off for a start, you're, you're starting to piss the rest of the team off with your moaning for no reason. If they've got a valid point, then raise it by all means. Absolutely. And I always encourage people to do that. You know, if the event's not going the right way for them and they've got an issue, please tell someone. Don't just sit back and chew over it and chew over it and then just completely slate a company after the event when you've not raised it. Must You must raise issues that you, you encounter in an event. And they can tell you then if it's, a, it's, not, it's out of their hands, they can't do nothing about that. That's just your personal issue that you'll have to deal with. But if someone's being a cock, I would take them to one side and say, look, you need to buck your ideas up. You need to change your attitude. Go and sit down for an hour. Have a drink, have something to eat. You're being ratty as fuck. Come back and give them a second chance. I'll always give someone a second chance. Do you know what I mean? Um, and after that, if they're still doing it, then I'll just, then I'd raise it then to the to the organizer or a marshal or whoever it might be. And say, look, I'm a TL of this section. I've got this guy or girl who's compl compl just whining, bitching, running down everybody, ruining everyone's day. I've tried dealing with it myself in house. I've failed. Uh, over to you either get rid of them 
or stick them back in the safe zone until they've sorted themselves out or just fuck them off out of it. That, that would be my approach to it. You know, if they haven't got a valid excuse as to why they're being like that, then and they're just trying to be difficult, then I don't know. You know, there's only so far you can sort of, lead, you know, you can take a horse to water, you can't make it drink. Do you know what I mean? That would be my outlook on it. You know, I'd give them the chance, take them to one side quietly and say, look, you know, what's the problem? What's going on? Is there anything we can do? Why are you being a dick? If there isn't, and then I'd escalate it from there. I wouldn't just go guns blazing. Oh, get out, go away. You're not in our team anymore. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Marshall over here. This one, this guy's been a twat. You know, we don't want him. You know, I try and sort it out first in house before raising it to the organizer or a marshal or something. But you, mate. So I would agree with you. I mean, I'm going to approach the question on the basis of someone that's not willing to participate towards the objective of the team. Um, I think you know you're you're right. I completely agree with everything you've said. The only thing I would probably uh, suggest on top of what Lance has kind of outlined there is, I, I think it's a really important facet of any tasking to do both a pre-brief and a debrief of when you go out and come back. Mm -hmm. So if you're, yeah. you know, if you're going out to do a tasking, you need to firstly make it clear to everyone what your objective is, what your information you've had, what they're to look out for and stuff like that, because otherwise people, if nobody knows what is going on and they're just marching around in the rain, potentially it, it, that is already going to cause a bit of friction because people like to know what they're doing. Like, mm. we, like whilst, whilst we're obviously there as a, as effectively to play airsoft, it's a meal sim. So people want to know the storyline, get them involved with what you're doing and then have the debrief afterwards about, you know, what went well, what didn't go well. Um, and give everyone a chance to say their piece because some people might go, Oh yeah, you know, it really fucks me off that, we weren't forming a line correctly or the extended line or people were moving or it was confusing or I'm getting conflicting information, etc. Yeah. Um, so give people a chance to talk to you. And if you're running TL, your kind of responsibility there is to both look after your team, but also feed that back. You are the link between your command structure above you and your team. So if there is information that you need to partake um, in, in sort of telling your command structure, then do that. And if there's information that you need to tell your team from your command structure, make sure that communication is flowing. Um, if you've got people that aren't actively contributing, it's very tricky because uh, we've had this at a couple of events where people just want to fuck off and do their own thing. You know, they've, they've turned up clearly with a slight misconception as to what that event's about and they don't know what they're doing. And rather than saying anything, they've just disappeared. And I think that's very counterintuitive. Mm. Um, that's someone who's that not read point, the briefs on the event as well that's why we always say yeah, you must and at that read point, the brief it's very, it's very challenging and the only thing I can do is just make sure that the command structure above know because ultimately the command structure above are likely <clears throat> to be the event organisers mm. um, they care about their event they care about your event and they care about the other players who are clearly getting a bit miffed in whatever way so you know tell them tell them that you're trying to do everything you can if you can get everyone together, get everyone together, have a chat with them. Just keep that communication flowing because there's there's probably a reason that something's going wrong. Mm, um, yeah. And if and if the tasking's a bit boring, you know, you can speak to your command structure and, and advise that and see what happens. You know, they'll either get a better tasking or they'll be aware of at least that there's something a little bit awry. Or maybe there'll be even just some words of encouragement or guidance or maybe you're doing something wrong as the TL. You haven't picked up on some information. And there's something that you could be doing that's more uh, interactive. So it might be that, you know, you might be in the wrong building. If you go into that building, there's three Civ Pop over there that you can go and have a chat to. So there's elements there that you can do. 
Um, I have had some, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if they're in the chat. I have had some players that I know quite well at the events that I've been to where I've been running TL and I have had to have a quiet word with them, to tell them to stop messing about because people do get bored and people tend to start playing about. And I know you mm. have as well. Lance. <laughs> and it does get frustrating because you do care about, um, you know, we rock up as a team, be it under Nofo, under Praetorians, under um, Stag or under Punishers, whatever team, I mean, those are the sort of teams I've been involved with, but whatever team you're in. Mm. And you do care about what other players perceive your team to be. Um, you know, yeah. there, there are certain teams out there that you think, well, that's a bunch of knobheads. I don't really want to play with them again. And, and you it, see it, them book it exactly, on and you're like, yeah. oh. Yeah, exactly. So, I say it can, bring, it can bring the look of the event down as well if you've got a team there that's just mm. completely dicking around. I mean, yeah, I've got everyone's got to have a laugh and enjoy the event, but... Like I've always said, like James and Kev at Defiant have always said, and many other organisers have said, you know, have as much fun as you'd like, as long as it's not to the detriment of other people and their enjoyment of the event. Mm. Now, if you're a squad of 12 guys or whatever it is, and you're completely dicking around, shouting and hollering and fucking about and just firing whatever you want to do, plinking fucking BBs off of walls and windows, and there's other teams around you that are trying to really immerse themselves in the event, that, that, you know, and you're having fun, yes, but you're having fun at the detriment of other people who are trying to sort of concentrate and, and get it done and make it look all Gucci, and and you're just acting like a pack of monkeys. It's you know that's that's not cool, really not cool. But like I said I'm all for having fun. Fucking, hell, I'm childish as fuck, but uh, oh, yeah. the time and the place for it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. um, that's what I definitely yeah take from that, mate. Yeah, definitely. Good words, Mike. Good words. James like Nico it. is a point there. Can you be too serious? And yes, you definitely can be too serious. Um. 100%, Personally, mate. I don't think I've ever been too serious. I think there's, you know, I like having a bit of a laugh. Um, and we, I don't think I've ever been to an event where I've been super uber. Um, all right, you know, we've got to do this. We've got this task in. Don't want anyone talking. No games, no jokes, anything like that. We always have a bit of a laugh. But there's a I time mean, and a place for it. Yeah, it's as and when like, it's called for, isn't it? I mean, when you're when you're out on the ground and you're you're, you're getting your heads down, or you're like 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 we did at Machiavellian, you know what I mean? We couldn't really afford to have a bit of a crack and a giggle there because we were so close to where our objective was that we that our op was set up at it was and it was quite we still tense. had a laugh though but we still had a laugh we still enjoyed it but there's yeah. nothing and i don't think you can you, i think people can be too serious with it um i think there's a time and a place for an element of seriousness and or, or not so much seriousness but concentration that i'd rather use that word there. there's a time to really concentrate and achieve mm. whatever objective or task it is you've been given to achieve. And then when you get back to the fob and you're on your hours downtime or something, you can go, that was fucking incredible, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? And then you can let it all out and go, yes, lads, fucking bosh. High-fiving and yeah. fist-pumping and teas and medals and biscuits everywhere. But, um, yeah, I'm like... I've, I've had, had it before. That. Yeah. I've had it before where you're, you're trying to stack up on a building. You're trying to take that building like as a surprise and you've got somebody at the back of the lines having a fucking joke and a giggle and laughing out loud. And like, you're like, guys, we're, we're trying to be stealthy here. This was the whole tasking mm, yeah. briefing. Like, and I, I don't mind having a bit of fun, but like, just, just switch, shut switch, up. Switch, just switch, yeah, switch it yeah, on just and for switch 10 it minutes, off. Just be quiet. <laughs> yeah, please, please. We're so close. And then once, when we get back, you can get your toys out and have a little fucking rattle yeah. about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think, I think, I, I think some people do take it over serious. Like, like mega there there's there's not many of them but there is a few about you know but i don't think they mean it in a horrible way either that's the thing is i think they're just fucking all in and this is it and there's nothing else but it's like you just just calm, be calm yeah let's get a brew on come on yeah i mean it's the jokes and the the, the cracking 
with your your mates and stuff like that that makes it more enjoyable when you're out and stagger like I know, half two in the morning and someone farts <clears> and everyone starts giggling because it was just a really stinky fart like of course that's fucking makes, funny that, and i've said it before <laughs> and i'll say it again it's like when you're weight training and dieting and things like that it's 80 percent diet 20 percent training and it's just and I'm, I'm very much on that ratio when it comes to like a milsim event like for me it's 80 percent the kit and the people i'm with and it's 20 percent sort of like the air soft and like getting your shooting on I got, you know, it's not just about a mag full of BBs and you're just going out shooting other people. For me, it's mm. like the kit prep goes into it. You know, when you're out on the ground and you're bashering up and you're you're making sure your admins all squared away and you're having a little, you're having a crack with the lads when it's super duper quiet and you're you're like you're laying up for a ambush or whatever it is you might be doing, and it's that little nudge and going like, this is fucking brilliant, isn't it? And it's like, yeah, this is fucking brilliant. And it's it's those little moments for me which think, oh, this is so fucking cool. I, this is so much fun. I love this. This is mm. why I play airsoft and do weekend events. Is for that little those little interactions in like at fucking three in the morning when you think nineteen people have just run past you and it's just a bush moving in a breeze. You're so fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I said last week we was talking about um, seal skin gloves and mine's it's got the trigger finger, it's got the guard, and it's got the magnetic bit. It's things like that that make you chuckle to yourself which really made an event for me where it just snapped back and I thought I'd been shot because it was quite a loud click. It was so quiet and it went, and I went, oh, I was like, fuck, fuck I'm going to cut them fucking magnets out of them gloves, I swear to God. <laughs> but yeah, it's just little bits like that for me. That's that's what makes yeah. it. It's, it's spot on. Yeah. Really digress. Chris though, says, sorry. I was hoping the event would be dead serious, grid reference, contact reports, proper radio VP, patrolling, slap ambush, etc. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and, and others, yeah. There'll be all those things as well. All that you've just written there. Yeah, absolutely that. <laughs> Everyone on Op4 is making notes again. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Chris. Um, another question <laughs> that we had come in. Um, so these were the Instagram ones. Um, and I'll be honest with you, Lance, they're mostly hair-related. Uh, to find events, if Lance Bring agrees to on. cut his top knot off, uh, will Rage wear Crocs? Probably I wouldn't want to see Rage, Rage really. ever wear Crocs, and I'm sure Rage would never want to see me without my ponytail. It's not a top knot. Alex Hillary. I'm going to get a t-shirt made going. and it's going to have a silhouette of my fucking head, which is it's not a top knot. <laughs> does Lance wear wax? Uh, does Lance wax his socks or are they crispy for other reasons? Oh, fuck's sake, Defy. <laughs> no, only, only, right. only, only one. Only one of them is. <laughs> cool. Um, that was the Instagram comments. I always love it when we we invite the general public to ask questions. That's it, um, yeah, can't be trusted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Defiant, do you guys provide portal permission slips? As of you. Yeah. I've never felt the need to, to be honest. You know, if you're if you're respectful enough at a rural event and you know the crack when it comes to having a snapping one off in the bushes. You know that you need to take your little poo kit with your with your shovel, dig it deep enough, and uh, dispose of it correctly. Nobody wants to be kneeling in that later on down the line or tripping over it, as I've encountered before. <laughs> and I genuinely have nearly tripped over a shit. It was that fucking big before. I was not happy. Yeah. I was both angry. Was... <laughs> I was both angry. Multiple uh, feelings were just flow over me when I when I had this encounter. I had a, a feeling of anger. Um, proudness of whoever did it, yeah, disbelief at the size of it. I could go on, you know, 
and it was looking back it was quite funny so it was also humorous um but yeah you know don't don't just JPGS off surface layers the way. Don't just lay a cable and expect someone else to deal with it because it's not cool. And I genuinely nearly fell over it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still have problems shitting in the woods. I'm not gonna lie. I we've, don't. We've had I this don't, chat. I genuinely we've had this don't. chat many a time. <laughs> genuinely don't. Doesn't doesn't phase me whatsoever. I did encounter an issue the other week, which I, I will happily share with you. Um, I, as I got caught short whilst on a dog walk, um, so I had to go and um, deal with something that had been cooking for a while. <clears throat> and I um, found myself a nice little cosy area in the in the old EDC bag, which I always carry with me. And a little couple of packs, the old tissues from the ration packs. I thought, <laughs> this would be a challenge. <laughs> I've got this to deal with, and I have this much to deal with it with. <laughs> So anyhow, yeah, it's when you're getting eyeballed by your dog that won't go away and you're sort of like squatting down going, <laughs> fuck off, Lynn. And he's just there going like, like, no, I don't want to play. This isn't like, this isn't like Zoomies playtime. He's waiting for the stick. Yeah. <laughs> it's awfully big stick. <laughs> but it's just, he's just eyeballing me like, like pouncing. To, I'm like, no, no, don't you dare. If you push me over, I'm going to be fucking living. Just swinging a shovel at him. Fuck off, dog. Fuck off. Yeah, that was my story of Apparently story of woes. We might have missed an ongoing joke about toilet permission slips. No, don't, the only toilet joke I know there. surrounded by Defiant is you shuffling across the um, front of the fog well, and all James, the toilet with paper your trousers around your ankles. It looked a bit like private, you know, with a bit in Full Metal Jacket, private pile where he fucks up again and he has to follow the rest of the team with his pants down and his thumb in his mouth with his rifle on his shoulder like that. That's what James was like when he had to go to the toilet in the middle of a firefight across the car park. <laughs> go over pile, just like that. <laughs> Red light on. <laughs> that was the DEA one. That was when he was sick as well, and he banged his head. Terrible. That was dog tag, wasn't it? Yes, that dog tag. Um, like, yeah. We were DEA. Yeah. I was yeah. stood two in my underpants with my 249. We were down what? there... Um... Down there two weeks ago, and uh, it was it was quite fun because uh, we were there with a, sort of a couple of people that hadn't been to that event, and it was quite a nice. Uh, yeah, so I died there. there was, that's where the genocide happened outside of the football it, yeah. match. That's, that's the where I stood rifle. on guard for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> this is where that team slept that just didn't wake up and go on stag. <laughs> oh, is that the team? Is that the JTF team that woke up? And went, oh, but he had six hours sleep. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> one of them definitely like, said just that. Fuck off. <laughs> Fucking eyes hanging out my head. Whatever. <laughs> Stand to. Stand to. Yeah. Um, uh, Rich says, Lance, how are you getting on with your MWS and would you go back to AEG? Yeah. The MWS, now that I've got it back and now it's actually been fine-tuned by the crazy scientist who's celebrating his 40th, very selfishly, um, and with the help of Ryan, of course, and many other people. And thank you to Empire Soft for supplying parts and bits and bobs. Um, it's actually really, really impressive. Now that it's now that it's tuned in. I never I was never able to get it tuned in uh, as well as what Ryan and Andy have done. So it's fucking must. Now the only thing I've got to do is I've got to do that gas mod in the mags so it so that the mags hold more gas, which is trimming down the little feed tube on the inside or something like that. But I'm, Kenny's gonna show me how to do it. Um but yeah, very impressive it, very impressive it. Will I completely sack off um aegs no because i really do love my dmr 
my my Mark 12 Mod 1, um, the L129 Alpha model is it's just yeah sublime. It's sublime. That still outshoots the MWS. You know my MWS shoots as far as my uh, bulk my bulk my bolt B4 LRP SOP mod. You know they're about 65 70 meters ish, just maybe a shade under. Um, so yeah, I won't I won't ever not stop using AEGs. I'll probably use them an awful lot less now that this MWS is running the way it's running. Um, but the DMR will always come to a, an event with me. It's just yeah, just unreal, unreal bit of kit. But yeah, I do the MWS now. My outlook, I was I was slightly underwhelmed with it when I first got it. I'm not gonna lie, I was a bit like really. Um, but now it's been tuned and the, the, that little bit of work's been done to it. It's just, yeah, fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just that, just that whack, whack, whack. And it's also had heavier weights put in the um, in the bolt carrier at the back. So it actually kicks more than what it first did when I first got it, So which is even better. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's cool, mate. It's cool. Yeah, I'm very much a, an MWS. Great success. Yeah, do like. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, so... Um, again, we went to dog tag two weeks ago and the group that I was with probably about 70 to 80% of them had MWSs and it was a nightmare <laughs> a skirmish day where you've got a group of guys that are all running 30 round me like, <laughs> low well, cap for, magazine. Real still count man. Yeah. yeah. Against t- kids with like four or 500 rounds per magazine they've got like eight magazines and you're like oh we're just never getting anywhere <laughs> just the number of us oh, that were sort of standing in this standing in like the uh, yeah. the defensive line just yep out of out of ammo now i've got to go back and re- replenish <laughs> just if you one of you standing up can you please stop having fun <laughs> we're trying to be tactical as fuck over here did we say did you know we're tactical operatives did you know that <laughs> Super strategic operatives. Strate- sorry, strate- I can't. That's a really yeah, hard tactical. word. Strategic, <laughs> strategic, strategic. Yeah. The tongue and the teeth. Strategic. Yes. Um, Marky Mark, have you checked your work schedule for Octo? I've booked on. I'm looking forward to that. Should be good. No, I haven't. I need to check it. For fuck's sake, I was going to do it last night. I'll check it. I will check. Mark, remind. Send me a, a text at like three o'clock tomorrow morning to tell me to check my work thing. The day. Oh no, I'm good for it. I'm good for it. I've, I'm, I'm, it's already in my calendar. No, I'm good. I am good. That was a real roller coaster of an answer. Oh my I, god, mate, my like, head oh, is mush today. Uh, Do you know? Because I've been doing some bits. I've been doing some bits, and I forgot to mention it in the news. I've actually been doing a little bit of stuff for Empire Airsoft. So, for anyone oh, you've who's been running the shop, haven't you? I've been. It's now mine. I've taken <laughs> the empire. I am Luke, and he's Darth, and he's. Yeah, fucking gone, mate. Luke's in charge now. Get me. So yeah, I've been doing some packing, some orders, and bits of bobs. So if anybody has ordered Everyone's anything from Empire from Monday, <laughs> Monday, Monday just gone to Friday. If you've ordered anything and it doesn't arrive, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm jokes, jokes. Um, no, I've been very meticulous. Uh, I've been liaising with Kenny, who's off doing bits and bobs, um, all for the greater good. Um, yeah, it's been really good. Actually, it's been really—I've really enjoyed it. It's been really good fun, really cool. I've learned an awful lot about parts, put it that way, because I was a little bit rabid in headlights when Empire mainly deals with snipers. That looks stuff. like a bucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, they mainly deal with snipers, and I don't snipe, so that was a whole new ball game for me. And I was like, and one thing I want to point out is 
what's on the website when you're a sniper and you go to Empire and you look at it and you order, 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 boom, 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 order comes through, okay, print it off, right, let's go and pick it. Manufacturers don't call it what it, what it is, they call it something else. So a shimming kit, for example, so you order a shimming kit, and then I get it, silly bollocks here, who doesn't know about sniping and things like that, and, and gears and gearboxes and shit, I don't do tech and stuff. So I go and look, oh, it's made by such and such, this will be in such and such area, let's go and pick this. And I go to the place, and I'm looking for the shimming kit. And it turns out shimming kit, it, from a manufacturer's point of view, is a packet of washers. <laughs> and it literally says on the packet, washers. And I'm like, mm. you know the bit where Ace Ventura gets a spear in each leg? And Kenny's lovely partner would put her around the door and again, everything all right? And I'll just do it. <laughs> Leave me. <laughs> I, I do like the, uh, the concept that people have ordered shimming kits and you've got confused and just sent them a packet of washes. <laughs> yeah. I'll, do, I'll go, um, yep, shimming kit. I see your I see your shimming kit and just have a have a, have a a business card instead. There <laughs> you go. So, yeah, but no, I am really enjoying it. It's been good fun. Good, good fun. A little bit stressful, but yeah. All good fun. And like I said, I'm learning some bits and bobs. Oh, that's, that's such a kit. That's a bit of kit for that. Oh, there's a cool HPA system, modifying kit. Blah, 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 blah. Jaeger Precision, Sniper Mechanics, fucking Angry Gun, TTIs. Sorry, um, I couldn't find what you leaf. ordered, so I've just said, here's a new rifle, job done. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, look, dealing with some kicking Mustang stuff, silly gilly stuff. It's all, all, all things snipery, snipery. Yeah. Wayne says, can you sell him an NWS for a fiver and a patch for 500 quid and then he'll then return the patch for a refund? Let's see. <laughs> see what happens. I'll have to talk to the boss about that. I do. I, I still maintain that would be a great selling point. Buy any one of our patches for 500 pounds and get a free NWS. I think that's genius. <laughs> Absolute genius. Should definitely do that. True. Welcome, sir. <laughs> hey, gents, only a month late. Better late than never, sir. And James. Hello, James. And James, yes. Lads, lads, lads. Uh, right, we had a serious question come in. I say serious. Don't believe it. Semi-serious in comparison to some of the other stuff we've talked about. Uh, Anthony says, do you think Civ uh, or militia factions should be encouraged to use older, more basic weapons like a Car 98, Lee Enfields, double barrel shotguns, etc., rather than everyone running an AK? I think it's very event-dependent. And time frame dependent, really. I mean, if it's a modern day event with a Civ militia faction, I mean, if they have got a Card 98 or a Lee Enfield, I'll be auctioning that shit off and getting some brand new AKs. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, for me, that's very, very location and style of event dependent as to what weapon you use as an op for. But then I'm not too fussed by. Um, what weapons people use really as long as their sort of base colors are the are correct in there um you know if you've got a jtf guy who happens to run a, a fully stacked ak with all the fucking tactical goodies on it i wouldn't really be fussed by that at all as an as long as it's not gold as long as it's not gold yeah yeah as long as it's not gold you're not dressed like a somali pirate on jtf then you should be fine but yeah. um yeah with regards to weapons yeah i mean i think to be fair if it was a very old weapon, it'd probably look more out of place now, if I'm honest. But then at the same time, I don't want to say that there's not nothing wrong with it, because if you're a civvy militia, 
then you sort of get in your hands on anything really you can you know i mean it it might be very unbelievable that a Karg 98 or a Lee Enfield are still usable because they've got to be 80 plus years old now, if not more, especially a Lee Enfield, blimey. Um, <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, it's not, un it's not an unreasonable thing to suggest to use older weapons. As long as they're serviceable and working, why not? Yeah. I mean, there's, um, I just got a quick Google. Apparently there's 106 countries in the world that use uh, AK-47s um, as their inf standard infantry weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's an estimated 100 million AK-47s uh, of a number of variations around the world. So AK-47s are out there quite prolifically. And, you know, if you weren't aware, they are out there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's obviously... Depending <laughs> We've got all on the, the latest the news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, guys, have you heard about this new rifle? It's called an AK-47. Um, what a funny name. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it does depend, as you say, on the location, doesn't it, really? Because certain... Um, countries and civilian populations and militias and mm. stuff like that that is what they would be running around with um yeah. if it's based in the uk probably less so mm -hmm. um but that's not to say that there aren't obviously arms freights that go through the uk yes, um, organized crime you know, groups ocgs that have been overrun by the locals wi and they've taken all their ak's that are illegal <laughs> just saying could be in it. Could yeah, be I mean, element. to be fair, like the sh the shipping industry, all these all these arms and things that get shipped around the globe are usually in these container ships. That's how stuff gets shipped about. Yeah, um, and crates and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know the Port of London's probably got some containers in there with some dubious bits and pieces floating around, either legitimately or illegitimately. Mm. Um, so these things are there and they are about. Um, I mean, talking from the perspective of Op Phoenix, for example, which is the one we're doing end of next month, um, <gasps> we've kind of instilled that, you know, weapon platforms would be whatever the weapon platforms would be that you would find out and about. Like if you happen to come across some warehouse that's got a load of um, night vision in it or something like that, that's like a military warehouse, then yeah, of course you can. You can have night vision because it is the premise that, you can use pretty much whatever you want. If you're a basic survivor that, you know, happened to have your granddad's Lee Enfield and you, you ran around with that and you really loved it and you didn't want to upgrade because you found something better, then go for it. So I think it is very much dependent, as you say, on, on the event. Um, I mean, for example, if you did a Vietnam style event, it would be quite strange to see everyone running around with G36 Cs hmm. um, because that's not an era appropriate weapon. But, That's if the event yeah. is very, very tight on era-appropriate weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, know, but I think it'd just be strange. I think if you're going to go to a, a, a you know, a Vietnam-style event and you're going to be dressing in period kit or whatever, then mm. it would be odd to turn up with a weapon that's not at least loosely based on the styles of of, of the weaponry at the time. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, my I mean, thing would be everyone should have a Simon 2000, for example, which is that kind of weird fish-shaped gun. Like, it's going to look a bit strange yeah, in the FN 2000, yeah, crazy. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's like just get a Simon AK. They're like 130 quid, mm. and they're just they're just wicked, you know. Or even find a boneyard one, which I've got up there, which cost me a, a carrier bag full of MP5 parts, and that's just like my little Op 4 Rebel sort of uh, riff, which I do need to get a little bit looked at. Actually, I would like to get it firing a little bit better, but it's, it does a job does a job for what i wanted to do you know uh just checking so 
James says loves using my car 98. <laughs> Fair play. I'd love to have a go on my yeah. I've never used an old, oldie worldy uh airsoft rifle if you like. It's a really old fashioned bit of kit. I'd like to have Chris a go had quite a nice one and he, he I was there when he sold it as Shift Your Riffs, funnily enough. It was a Oh, nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, right, I'm conscious of the time, so let's let's try and get through a few more of these questions. Uh, Grizzly Bear, how are you three finding using GBBRs versus AGs as a user, i.e. ammo capacity and rate of fire and dealing with the cooldown in colder weather, specifically on a weekend 36 to 48 hour event? I'll let you take that because I've not used one on a 36-hour event yet. I've not used my MWS in an event yet. I've only just been for a bit of plinking over the forest just to range it in and sight some sights up. So, Yeah, that's thing. fine. So I've, the only um, gas blowback rifle I've used at an event was an MP9, um, which was an ASG MP9. Um, I really struggled, to be honest with you, in terms of not so much ammo capacity and the rate of fire. It was more the cooldown. Um, it was just really, really struggling to maintain pressure. I subsequently switched to using red gas, um, which was still fine. I did a chrono check and everything like that, so that was still fine from that perspective. Um, I think there are some new gases out. Andy's been trialing some new gases, which have... Um, there's no silicon oil in them. Um, I can't remember the name of the brand, so apologies. I, we can follow that up. But there are... So there are options out there but for me personally i i don't mind an aeg i do like the aesthetic of a gbbr um <laughs> this is gonna sound really stupid i struggle with the flinch um i have a really bad flinch reflex that if things fly towards my face i flinch um the bolt recoiling and the air that's expelled or the gas that's expelled out of a gbbr i struggle with um the mp9 is not too bad Oh yeah, sorry, it's propane. Thanks, Les. Yeah, so it's propane instead of um, like the silicon-based gas. Um, so for me personally, it's not so much ammo capacity; it's more just the cooldown. Um, but I, I generally tend to use AEGs. I just find them a more stable platform to use. Um, you can get low rate of capacity mags. Um, you can sort the rate of fires out. So yeah, I. I don't really find using GBBRs to be the answer for me personally. Um, but that's to say, I do like my SMGs and I've used it whenever we've done CQB events. Um, the MP9 getting in and out of sort of little situations like that, popping in and out of doors, is a much, mm. much smaller system. And it's exactly what I want for that. Um, I've also got MP5K, which I've only ever used maybe like two or three times because I bought it just because I love the HK slap and it's proper beefy and it sounds, sounds immense. It shakes itself apart. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's AEGs to be honest with you. But I mean, you obviously, you obviously got an MWS lance. So what was the mm. reason for that? Was it the realism or was it the? Yeah, oh, totally. I mean, when I saw Kenny's one and and obviously Ryan's and a few of the other guys who've had them at like Octo events and bits and bobs, and obviously Ryan's been running this for a long time now. I mean, it's the closest you're going to get to it being a real rifle from like the drills, the setup. I mean, you know, the fact that you can just field strip it and potentially it doesn't matter if it gets rained on, you know it's still going to work. And that's what I like about it. You know, it's, it's, there's that realism, you know, there's no batteries or wiring and things like that. Obviously, yes, there's there's more O-rings and cylinders and seals and things like that to sort of consider. Um, but it's a lot less of an issue regarding weather aside from temperature. Do you know what I mean? And that's not even the actual rifle itself. That's still the, obviously relating to the magazines and not the, the gas and the cooling and the heating of it. Um, but yeah, for me, it's definitely the realism. Um would I say it's more formidable than an AG? No. 
Um, would I say that, yeah, they all outshoot AEGs, leaves them for dead? No, but I don't think that at all. Um, I think an M having an MWS is definitely for the realism. Um, you know, obviously very robust. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't poo-poo or just completely off cut off AEGs now. I'd, I'd still, like I said about my DMR earlier, that's not going anywhere. None of them are. You know, I still, I will still use them. You know, I'm not going to run my MWS every single time, especially like recce events and things like that. And I need some more distance. And you know, I'll just go to that DMR all day long. You know, but um. It, they are wicked. I can't deny that the MWS is wicked. You must get one. I'm just my ear because you shot me with your DMR. <laughs> it was a beautiful um, shot. It was. It was. Uh, so, yeah. I, I mean, I, I personally, for me, I think gas blowbacks are a nice idea. They give you the realism but the, I don't, I don't know. I just think that they're, a, a, it's like, for me, it's like night tracers, like tracer rounds at night. Yes, they're great. You can see the rounds going out. Really, really good. If you're on the opposing team, for me, well, I now know exactly where you are. So to me, it's a detriment. Yeah, it looks cool. But to me, it's a detriment for that player. Having played the skirmish day of the day, the, you know, the gas blowback users were all struggling in terms of ammo capacity. Fine, not a problem. If everyone was restricted to the ammo, wouldn't have been an issue. But then you've got the issue with the cooldown effect. So there were people struggling with that. There's people struggling with this, that, and the other. Whereas AEGs for me are just a much more stable platform, personally. Um, but that's not to say I wouldn't like an MWS. <laughs> tough one. It is a tough one. It is cool. It is very cool. Um, and yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I feel like I'm answer that question. It's, uh, yeah, to be it's, honest, hard, it's you... tough. It's a tough question to answer because it, there's 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 pros and cons to both. Yeah, and they're in my eyes, they're both equally cool, and you know they do equally cooler, if not cooler, things than the other in different aspects. Do you know what I mean? Like the MWS for its realism, you know what I mean? For just like slapping the bolt forward and cocking it, in, you know, it's fine. You know, once it's fucking racked out of of rounds, it you know it'll lock back, and then you put new mag in, release a bolt, bomb, and you're cracking on again. The AEGs, obviously, it's not as much. You only pull the charging handle back just to reveal the dust cover and just to just your hop. Do you know what I mean? It's, and it's got the that. annoying electronic motor sound. Yeah, yeah. Like, but that's why I mean that's why all my like my DMR like when I had that modded <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't. Um, even worse when it's dry firing as well. And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that's why I have the I, I insisted on the um, recall system being kept in the DMR because I think the bolt recall system is 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 wicked. It's a, it's got a proper kick to it and i like that and i like the sound it makes um it's almost like a suppressed like sound when it when it goes off i do it's got that it's, it's a sweet sound i do that yeah if i had to pick one it'd be my dmr I, that, that, that's still that's still way up there for me and that's obviously See, for me AEG. so if, if i get to a point where i've got a bit more money that i can potentially look at a, a new weapon platform you know i would like an mws but probably gonna look at sniping um, I did have the uh, Ares, Ares, whatever it's called, um, striker, which I sold. And then when we had Jaeger Precision on the show, sort of chatting to them about sniping and bits and pieces like that, and it's kind of got me into that a little bit. And I'm, I'm finding at events, I do like to be a little bit more of a lone wolf and kind of separate myself from the the general rabble of whatever's going on over there. The grey um, man. 
Yeah, just to kind of, uh, you know, I don't mind going through the bushes to take a good shot and kind of try and get out, outflank the enemy and try and get mm, that position. Mm. Um, so I think that might be something I'll look into. Oh, it's definitely in the pipeline for me. And mm. I've already got something lined up. I just need to liaise and collect and trial before committing. But it's, it's I know where it is and it's sitting there waiting for me. I just need to, I need to find, <laughs> free some time up, basically, to have a little bit of a session with a, with a pro. Yeah. <laughs> Pro airsoft sniper, <laughs> one of many. Um, right, next question. Name's Nico. Uh, what's your best Milsim memory? Oh, best Milsim memory. Funny memory or relatively serious but great memory? Oh, I don't know. Just off the top of your head, the first thing that came into your head. First thing that came into my head was when we were on QRF at Glad Three in the rain, and we got called out of the SF base at Longmore. Uh, to go and help the call sign that was in the sand fob. And it was surrounded. And we literally just fucking cleaned house. And then we had a little sleep under the oak tree at the back of the wood block for about 45 <laughs> minutes afterwards because we hadn't slept for fucking hours. Days. tired. <laughs> yeah, for me, that was just that was just the it. When we, go, we picked up them heat signatures coming out of the wood block at the back of the sand fob. Um, from like the railway line side, but to the left of it, if you was looking out the back of the camera, I don't think what orientation that is. Um, and it was literally just extended line, and it was literally there were two guys, they were down, and then it was went round. I think we split then. Did we do split? Yes, I think we did. I think we split. Mm. Team went round the back, and then the other team went to the front, and then peeled off around the uh, around the Hesco barriers, and then took off that op 14 that was on the corner whilst the other team was coming around the back sweeping the houses and then come around and we all met at the front gate and just literally you all clear lads bugging out that was so cool and then we just disappeared <laughs> we just melted melted into the wood block and then we just found this there's this massive oak tree in there i mean it's got a huge trunk on it just inside the wood block at the back corner of the sand fob and we all just sat down around it, just like all around the fence, just all backs against the tree, and just went like I think I, 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 I don't think I know. Proper hammering it off. down though, wouldn't it? It was <laughs> fucking tipping it down, and it was just like that's a job well done. You know, we we called I called it into zero afterwards. Said yeah, QRF, blah blah blah, um, perimeter secure around Sanford, blah blah blah. This other you know, X times whatever it was, fucking tango's taken down. Um, they said yeah, good stuff. Stay on station, just find yourselves a place to lay up for a bit. So that's what we did. And I think I don't think I nodded off. I think a few of the boys were just fucking on their belt buckles by then. Just absolutely fucked. Um but for me, yeah, that was that was just cool. Because it was it was so just random. You know, we was all back at the uh SF base QRF sort of stag QRF type thing. I think was that the same time when we shot the mortars off back at Op Four as well? Yeah. So we'd yeah, just yeah, done yeah. that and I think there's a video of that flying about somewhere where you and Dan are running the thirty eight millimeter from the middle of the courtyard. That was yeah. fucking cool. That was so because I was up on top of the Sanger and I was watching the rounds fall, and I was going shift right, too long, shift right, and it was just like, yeah, this is fucking brilliant. <laughs> but for me, that 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 sequence of events at Gladius Three with Legion at Longmore was yeah probably one of my best Milson memories with all the Punisher team together. It was fucking yeah, it was mustard. What about you, yeah. bud? Well, the first one that came to mind uh, when 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 um, Nico threw that in the chat was Ripe Village. So Longmore, um, not Longmore. Legion events did a, an event at Ripe Village um, before the MOD sort of pulled it for general use, just because it's uh, quite quite seriously set up for certain situations, and they don't like people taking pictures of stuff down there and sort of general public getting in. But <clears throat> there was a proper riot that Legion had set up, 
So, you know, we, we're sort of lined across the road, defensive positions. We had two lines. QRF went screaming through to try and help somebody out on the other side of the riot. Got got basically pinned in, came screaming back. And then the Op 4 started throwing foam bricks. And I'd never seen that an event happen until then. And I think those foam bricks got used again at sort of subsequent events. But being there in what was perceivably an actual riot, because we didn't know there were foam when they started throwing them. <laughs> we thought they were just literally lobbing bricks. Um, and it was just it was just cool. It was quirky. Like I'd never been in anything like that before. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a whole proper immersive experience mm. at that point. Um, I wasn't there for having that, that but it sounds awesome. Cool. It does sound yeah. cool. Well, that's the thing. I was there. I was there on my Todd. Like literally, I didn't know anyone else there at the time. I knew Mike from Legion. Um, I met up with um, Tim from uh, Heresy Group. So mm-hmm. it wasn't Heresy Group at the time. He was. Oh, was ra- oh, cross random was trashy. Random trashy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was in my hell. team. Um, so yeah, met up with him. Got to hang out with him for a little bit, which was cool. Um, turns out that a couple of guys I subsequently played with regularly later were also at that event but i didn't know them at that point um but yeah literally rocked up on my todd i was like this is going to be cool it's a, a place i've never played before um just threw myself into it you know got to know the team mm. etc mm. that i was playing with and it was just just really good day basically it just well, that's, that level that of immersion goes, um what we've always said as well about people being worried about turning up to events on your own dino obviously don't be you know and you yeah. had it you had absolutely blind in time mm. Oh, it does. You have to go at it with the, the premise of I'm here on my Todd, so if I don't talk to people, it's going to be shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it. And, this is, and, 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 you know, throw yourself into it. Do you know what I mean? You, you put yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But yeah, yeah. never feel worried about going to an event on your own at all. Just getting amongst yeah. it, you know? It was the first time I'd been TL as well. I was TL for five minutes because our TL until I see got shot. Um, then I was like, well, we need a TL. I'll, I'll be TL. <laughs> I was like, right, get on, get back on the truck. Hopped on the back of the Hilux that the, um, the Legion events used to have. Immediately got shot. I was like, okay, I'm no longer TL. Like but it, 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 I, I issued an order, so that counts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Where's my medal? <laughs> yeah. yeah, where's my medal? I was strategic then. Did you see? <laughs> Look how strategic I was. <laughs> yeah, mate, super strategic operator. Um. <laughs> um Phil says, so the question bears asking, have you ever hit a landmine while digging a trench? This is obviously talking about burying crap in the woods. <laughs> no, no, I've never I've never buried one of my own bombs on someone else's. No, I've not been that unlucky. <laughs> Unless I, you mean a real landmine, or are you referring to no, well, there's obviously a, a, a landmine airsoft landmines, because that would be brilliant, but <laughs> it would be brilliant, yes. Um so I haven't actively done that while digging a trench, but what I have done is um, went to Dartmoor one year. I went to Dartmoor the subsequent year and we camped in the same place. And I can remember the horrific experience from the first year. And the second year, I was just purely tempted to see, A, if the grass sod that I'd cut out was still cut, and it was. Um, but it hadn't merged back together with the rest of it. It was just more of a science thing. Was the grass um, more healthier in that particular square than the other grass? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say it looked deader, but it didn't look happy. Um, anyway, so, I, and then I was just purely interested. I pulled the sod out um, and it was all still there. So um, it turns out it takes about a year for a turd to degrade. <laughs> it's got a little bit longer. Um, That's vile. So there you go. 
I mean, I get, I get yeah. going to the toilet at home and then having a quick look. Oh, it's impressive. You know. Yeah. But don't go back to specifically dig it up so and see I what was, it's like. All right, I remember I doing that as a kid. We found it. Me, me and my friend. <laughs> found a dead bird and we buried it and forgot about it and then we remembered we'd buried it and went back and dug it up and looked at the skeleton i yeah. get that that's science that's basically what i was doing i was just looking at the skeleton yeah but there's no was, was, was it yeah, but i was interested, a turd I, was interested a skeleton? See, I was interested to see just purely from a hypothetical perspective as to how long these things last because we go to all these events and it is something that i have something that's plagued me for years <laughs> Well, no, it's something that I have thought about before. But I mean, you know, we we go to some of these events at the well, same how long locations. Does it take that... for a turd to rot? Yes, because if, right. So the site that we're we're doing our event at, right? People have had shits in the woods there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if we do too many events there, and it takes, or, I don't know, six months or two years, whatever, for a, for it to degrade. Potentially, if you have a lot of events in the same sort of area, then you're increasing the amount of feces just buried in the ground, aren't you? Yeah, but Mike, it's you're gonna have to have a considerable amount of people pooing <laughs> in, in the in a two kilometer area to, to to warrant the fact that you're worried. Oh yeah, about, but it's not no, because it's not two kilometers about what, people, what's people gonna happen? Crap. People crap within the proximity of their campsite, don't they? Let's be fair. They don't. They don't walk for five hundred meters to a kilometer well, no, away. Yeah, and then you have go a shit. to an area that's unlikely to be used by someone for cover. Or yeah, but I mean, it's if, not you, that if you go behind, if you go into like a hut area. and dig a hole in the middle of the floor and then take a dump and bury it, that's a bit. That's a bit. That's a bit. That's a bit clumsy. <laughs> let's be honest. You know what I mean? Because you think lots of people are going to come in here, use it for cover, potentially sleep. You know, you go and you know tuck yourself away in a little bush somewhere out of the way. Somewhere a sniper yeah. would go, but no one cares about them. <laughs> they it don't was, mind. Um, it, they don't mind stinking as shit because most of them do. So <laughs> we're just helping them. <laughs> it was. Um, it was weirdly something I started thinking about when we were at um, Op, Op Machiavellian um, mm. with Defiant because. Uh, so we had we had like the boundary, didn't we? And then we were all sort of camped further back, and we had like a base camp. Uh, sort of back into the the leg that's Tudnam. Yes. Um, and there was a pissing block, and I was specifically advised when we when we pulled back out out of our LUP, um, one of the command structure was like, just be aware, that's where you piss. That's the pissing block. And the idea is, is because everyone's pissing there, you don't end up with a load of trees that people have pissed around. That when the skirmish day the next day was going to happen or whatever like that, you don't get airsofters just lining up against trees and basically sitting in a load of piss which mm. is fair, makes sense. Mm. Um, and it was only at that point I was like, oh, yeah, this is actually something to be aware of because, you know, we are playing soldier. We are playing airsoft. We're playing Milsim. So these sites that get used regularly are going to, if lots of people are pissing and shitting in the woods, they are going to be there regularly. Um, and these things are going to be recurring regularly. Whereas, you know, out on actual exercise and stuff like that, it would be a little bit different. And I just thought it was an interesting thought process. So I wanted to see. That was the experiment. There we go. <laughs> Marky Mark highbrow topics on tonight's show. It's still weird. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's still still odd. I've never had the urge or the itch to go, I know where one of my turds is around here. And I'm going to go and see what it looks like now. I was just interested. Although, having my, said my, that, now that you've footprint. told me this, um, so now that you've told me this thought process that you have, which is... Like I said, it's very odd. I am intrigued to go and see if I can find the turd that I nearly fell over 
to see if it's actually sort of maybe perhaps formed a dam in a stream or something, or 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 its own ecosystem, or a new plant. Animals have turned it into a shelter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It could be a hobbit hole now, for all I know. Yeah, there's just one epic sized dung beetle, just like yeah. I live here. Yeah. A dung beetle just sat back with thumbs up, like winning. Look at this. Look what I found. That I've set up for life. I haven't got to roll another turd for as long as I live. <laughs> it's, this is this shit I found has made me redundant. <laughs> so there we go. There we go. What a way to end the show. What a shit way to end the show. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple other questions that came in which we. Uh, we will just cover very quickly. Rich says, have you seen the new Laylax Speedloader? I haven't. I don't know if you have. No, I haven't, mate. No. Laylax Speedloader. Can we look at it quickly? Uh, I don't know what the new one looks like. I had Googled it earlier. I don't know what a Laylax Speedloader looks like, let alone the new one. So... No. (laughs) What is this devilry of which you speak, Rich? Send it to us, Rich. Be interested to see. Um, Yes. I reckon then, this is a this is a that, that, I reckon that's a one upmanship question because he's seen it. Oh, maybe. Yeah. He wants us to say, uh, "Oh no, we haven't." Oh well, I have. That would be his response. I have. And then Phil says, "Have either of you seen the new engine being developed by Asrails?" No. What is this? Is this some Australian nonsense, Philip? <laughs> We're not from Australia, mate. <laughs> We need to get Phil on the show at some point. We need Phil to needs to come out. on the bloody show. Phil needs to stop waking up at silly o'clock in the morning. He needs to stay in bed for a few more hours and then wake up at a reasonable time. Come on the show. That's what he needs to do. Uh, brushless motors that they've come up with. Hmm. AEG stuff, I'm guessing. Yeah, it looks like it. Or is this gel blaster? Is it gel blaster still an AEG type weapon? Yeah, it just fires squidgy BBs instead of BBs. <laughs> Squidgy BBs, mate. Squidgy BBs. Um, <laughs> Do they work in okay. ways? Gel blasters. They just, just it. Just gel blaster. That is it. I mean, how simple is that? Can't go wrong. I don't know. I don't know if you have varying weights of gel. What my what my gel blaster BBs you got, mate? What are they called anyhow? Gels? Gel bees? I don't know. Jollops? <laughs> this is homework for next week. We'll come back and we'll be experts. Phil, on gel Phil, what do you call the gel blaster? Jelly beans. Jelly jelly <laughs> No, it's gotta be something Australian. Like a jelly didgery danger. Nailed like it. That. Yeah, that's what it's called. Decided. Well, Write well, it down. While we ponder that one, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can do I'd rather ponder that than fa- how what the state of my turd is that I had eighteen <laughs> months ago in the woods. <laughs> nofo chat at hotmail.com our instagram is at november underscore foxtrot underscore nofo and our website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk um, there'll be some new bits and pieces popping up on the website in the next few weeks um, so keep your eyes out for that uh, I'd also be interested to know by way of comment um, we have the ability to use push notifications on the app we so have if you the ability are using our nofo app um, we can if we wanted to start sending push notifications for things like reminders for the show and stuff like that However, we're not sure if we want to. Um, so if you could let us know if that would be a good or bad thing just for our own research purposes because we don't want to annoy people. Um, mm. But if people find it helpful of certain things, then let us know. Um, if you'd like us to prod you. We're also going to be... Huh? If you'd like us to prod you, we're happily prod you. Yes, we you. can prod you. We can give you a little push. Um, Do you remember it used to be a poke? Be... 
poke someone. You'd be able to poke them, didn't you? Well, they're called Facebook. push notifications. I don't think I can change how Wix works. No, um, no, on Facebook, then you used to be able to poke someone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Poked you. <laughs> um, I think that's everything. <laughs> I can't remember what we're talking about next week. <laughs> oh no, we're doing um belt setups next week, I believe. Yes, kit. Man. Talking about kit, um, not shit. So, yeah. <laughs> As part of our um, update of the website and everything like that, we are looking to basically kind of group episodes together uh, on there. So there'll be uh, effectively uh, the Intel aspect of the website will be a little bit more informative. Um, so if you're looking for certain things, you can hopefully find those better. So that's part of our ongoing well, series. we kind of rebranding all of that. To have us as silhouettes, you can click on us. Yes. We, we, we did talk about that, whether that's going to... We did. Be a thing. We haven't taken the pictures. Well, yet, you could so click on Mike's can't, boots. Can't and it will take you. Make silhouettes. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. We, you could click on Mike's boots, and it will take you to his boots, and where yeah. to buy his boots and things like that. Yeah. So we're gonna be playing around. With or his magnifying like glass to look at his turds. You could get you could get your own turd inspection kit that Mike's got. Phil, I will check that out after the show, bud, and I will come back to it. Alternative. Oh, I thought that's what they called them—the um, gel ammo. <laughs> I can't say that. What is that? H. <laughs> Told you it sounded Australian. Um, to end the show, uh, if you'd like to drop us a little like or a thumbs up or whatever on YouTube or Facebook, that helps us with the algorithms and stuff like that. Um, feel free to tell a friend if you really want to. That's um, what kids do. No worries yeah. if not. Kids do that. Um, the... you got to do it as well. Come on. Oh. We're young. Is that hard? I've got to get the right angle. There you go. Yay. I'm like you. Sort of like. Apparently, there's some new thing that millennials do that's like that. Oh fuck them! Like there was an interesting video I saw like, how millennials like show like this is how like because this is how I would indicate a phone like call me whereas millennials do it like that like call me. Yeah, I know what that means. Safer. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, um, millennials have the closing words. <laughs> yeah, millennials are. <laughs> that's not that's um, that's everything's okay in it. Hunky dory. Oh, that's okay. that's hang loose. But if you put it up to your ear, that's a phone, isn't it? Hello. Like you put the phone down. Shh. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you on that note, we'll see stop. you next week. You stopped. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Mike, I'm on the phone. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. On that note. Hello. Wednesday, eight o'clock next week. We'll see you then. Hopefully, Andy will be back. In the meantime, have an excellent week, and we shall see you then. Goodbye. Take goodbye, guys. Take goodbye, goodbye guys. <laughs> goodbye, Lance. <laughs> Stay, stay nofo. Ciao, Bella. <laughs> See you later. Later. Harry, will you change that bloody picture?